0: Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours, where we have interesting conversations over a great bottle of wine. Drinking is optional, so sometimes my guest doesn't drink, and they just watch me drink. That's fine, too. I'm Sarah Halstead, your host. Support the show by subscribing, following, liking, and reviewing our episodes. Check out my website, Sarah J. Halstead, for my latest stand updates and social media links. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. Yes. And it is not during the day. It's actually the evening. It's dark because when you're comedians... And it's evening. We're still drinking during business
1: hours. Well, technically, it's still business hours. It technically is. <laughs> Hi, co-host. Hi, co-host, Rich Chesler. Sarah Hall. This is working
0: out. You know, it, where people it, are like sending me little DMs, like, oh, I like the, it, I like the new co-host." It
1: sounds good. You know. Okay. It feels I, it better. Does, does it sound good? Yeah. It's Okay with you? I'm having. A you're, good t- you're having fun. Having
0: a nice. I'm time. having fun. I'm having a nice
1: time. What are we drinking today? Uh, tonight. Tonight, we're actually drinking two things. We opened up. Uh, first, you are having the. Beautiful, banshee, Sonoma County rosé. I was in a rosé kind of mood. You know, it's a little chilly out, and sometimes you want something a little cold. Ice cream sells big time in the wintertime. I understand. But, you know,
0: it's that's me. I just, I kind of gravitate. I just, I don't know what it was. I just wanted rosé. I mean, it's, it's very pretty. It's Maybe that was it. It's a beautiful wine. It's the 2021
1: color. vintage. It is. Sean and I are also drinking a 2021 vintage, but we're having the Banshee Sonoma County Pinot Noir. We are the Pinot. Which is... Really
2: nice. Well, yeah, I just had a sip of it and it's super okay. pretty. Sean it's likes it. Our guest likes it. Yeah, really it's, like velvet, okay. it's yeah. like velvet in a glass. Okay, we like
0: velvet in a glass. Well, this is like a lovely winery.
1: Bing Cherry,
0: lovely know? wine rather, based yeah. based out of Healdsburg. And uh, yeah, um, we want to give a shout out to Banshee Wines because uh, all of these wines are drinking really lovely right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: really beautiful. So yeah, speaking of great. speaking drinking of Sean.
0: Lovely. Hey, it's Sean Bishop. Everyone, hi, Yay.
2: Sarah. Hi, Rich. Welcome, Sean. Who the hell is that? (laughs) No, film is
0: that? No, I mean you know uh, they'll know when we're done with you. you (laughs) Film director. (laughs) Oh, you'll find out. (laughs) Film director. Film director. Voiceover actor. Bishop.
2: I've had a non-linear, eclectic career,
1: as a lot of us in the business have.
2: Yeah, Uh, Uh, all performers and artists and everything like that. There is no direct route.
1: You did have a very
0: interesting IMDb. It's very interesting, right? It was a, a, a very impressive. And I always say, no one can take your IMDb away from they you. can't, right? There are times
2: <laughs> that I go on that I'm like, wow, I worked on a lot of shit.
0: You <laughs> like, really have. It's really impressive. And there's a whole
2: chunk that looks like I'm just a voiceover I actor. Mean, and I'm like, that's like the smallest t- type of stuff that I've done on right? this. Yeah.
0: Now, the three of us met. At Marconi.
2: We did at the Marconi Automotive, Automotive Museum. Yeah, that
1: yeah. was a night. It that
0: was, was,
2: great it was night. so the nice meeting you. We, we yeah. met you
0: in the green room. Now, we were there performing, um, but remind us why you were there. Well, he you, was there getting hassled by me for work. That's true. <laughs> Rich did. Well, also, uh, I, <laughs> um, uh, I elbowed him pretty yeah, hard Jay, in
2: the ribs. Uh, Jay Ryan and I are lifelong friends. So okay, we, we've that known was each the producer for, forever. Yeah,
0: of the yeah, show. Yeah. And, um, Jay and Nicole, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, well, it was fun having yeah. you there. and And I that was Kismet that we met because we you know, got along well. And right away, Rich is like, Get me an audition and the second the first question was get me an audition. No, the, no
1: I said what are you doing he said I'm a director and I said what do I have to do to read for you? <laughs> that was the question. Like what do I have to do to get people to
2: listen to my recommendations when I direct? But
1: was I wrong? And you what, had, no. You, you, you handled actually it, said
0: so no if you ask, then that's how
1: you get the audition. You yeah.
0: handled it very very graciously. Well, I have to know, say that, that was I completely
2: get that. Okay. You said
0: call so, me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And here we
2: are. I'm like if I have here any power are, whatsoever I will really, do it you know. If you
0: really offended i don't think you'd be here no, right now no, not so, not at all. so the, the, it's all good
2: the, the funny thing is like you know so many people think you know and, and i'm sure they have misconceptions and 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 presuppositions about what you guys do but it's it's like oh you're you're a director you must make a million dollars and people do everything you say i'm like oh no sweet <laughs> i'm really like amazing. oh my little country mouse no <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm Like, oh,
0: okay dear, so, sweet
2: thing so yeah. let's
0: let's kind of go back to the beginning not kind of but let's just go back to the beginning where are you from
2: I am originally from Boston, Massachusetts.
0: Okay. I would have never detected that. Yeah,
2: That's because our drama director beat uh, the accent out of us uh, very early on, which was funny because he had one of the thickest Boston accents I've ever heard in my life. He'd be like, (laughs) I don't want to hear you pronouncing your ahs. And I'm like,
0: but wait a second!
2: Uh, yeah, I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, uh, you don't. No, so no, I'm wait,
1: like, what drama school was this?
2: Oh, it was it was just it, Lynn English High School drama club right. and stuff like that. So
1: you know, people diminish drama in high school. Oh no, it absolutely defined me. I had it defined me, it and defined I had a teacher you. who changed my literally changed the direction of my life. That was
2: my drama teacher larry Lowe uh, the, the, the two biggest influences in my life were teachers oh that's yeah. wonderful yeah. to hear yep my, my art teacher ken herwitz who, okay. uh, who i started painting with when i was six mm-hmm. shout you out know. to mr herwitz yeah yeah so shout out to ken herwitz we love you uh up there uh, he heard us yes he did uh and uh, and and larry Lowe, my drama director they were the two most influential people in my life and and the funny thing is in my career in animation I found that I drew on more of my performing um, talents and training than I did drawing. A hundred percent, especially working at features because you have to pitch your sequences. Right. So not you'll see all the behind the scenes DVD stuff with Pixar and stuff like that. And yes. there's some goofy looking dude and kids up there pointing with a pitch stick and, and jumping around like a moron. Well, that's me um yeah i'm that guy i love the
0: visual yeah yeah
2: yeah, no totally Um, so i i learned very early on that as you do with uh, with performing and you you can tell when you've got the room Mm -hmm. and i could always tell that i had the room from the first laugh and i always knew that if i got the first laugh i was like ah now i got you i'm like a step right up here we go buckle in keep your hands inside the car at all times yeah it's it's like it's like getting the fish's mouth yep. into the hook. Yeah. Um, and once you got
1: that. A little bit. Then, and then it's. Yeah.
2: railing a little bit. And let it. You know. But I mean. you know, I would have. You know. They they, they had this. Um, this particular pitch room at um, DreamWorks. Which is in the Campanile building. It was called Camp 245. And that right. was where you went to level up. And that's where the show was. Really? Um, and they had uh, top, middle, and bottom rails all along the room. And it was a massive rectangle size room. And you go in there. And all your boards would be lined up like, you know. 30 of them sometimes you've worked on this giant sequence, and you know, all the executives file in, they all sit down, they wait for the show, and you get up there with, and you go, All right, blah, blah. So the monkey comes in, and you just start. That's it. And you go, yeah, and, and you, you go can't around the room hesitate. until you're done. You don't pause for laughs. You have you to just own keep it. Friggin go. You just keep
0: confident going. Absolutely. you yeah. yeah. trajectory.
2: Oh, dude. And it was, and I learned early on that the harder I pitched, the less work I had to do on the back end. In fact, I would find sometimes that I would pitch gags that I would come up with as I was pitching. Right. I'm like, oh, this will be funny. And I pitch it in, and then people would actually think that they'd seen the gag drawn. I'm like, no, nope. they're like, oh, that was so funny when the, 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 the fish fell over the bubble. I'm like, I said that. I didn't show it. I right. didn't draw it.
0: But how did you how did you cross over into animation? Oh, I started in animation. You, okay. You mm-hmm. started, I okay. Oh, yeah. So you did not start as an actor. No. Oh, so even though you were in the drama department, yep. did you just? But you never pursued it. No, nope. it well, was just an outlet. It was an outlet. I was Is a it-
2: natural mimic. I could I could do impersonations and mm-hmm. and approximate voices and stuff. And that was what um, got me so into pitching was that uh, like I said, I found that I was you know. A salesman, not an artist, at that point.
1: You were just drawn to the arts. Is, I was the performing arts. The and pitching then, just
2: happened, and right. it happened to dovetail into shit that I'd been doing my whole life. Like yeah, you mim- can say shit, mimic it. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast. No, bomb absolutely, That's right. Um, stuff I've been doing my whole life, uh, mimicking my friends and Bugs Bunny voices and stuff like that. I, I mean, just like stuff that we all, all of us did. I'm sure, you know.
0: Well, I don't. I've never really been good at it, to be honest. Oh my I goodness, don't, I don't do impersonations. I, I, I
2: do. I. I it was so accidental; it wasn't even funny. And okay, I remember tell the, fir- us about the first it. time yeah. that I that I started pitching. Uh, the the first um, movie that I really clicked with on at at DreamWorks was Shark Tale.
1: Okay. Wow. So Shark Tale.
2: I got put on Shark Tale, and of course, you know, I am like a massive Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino fan. I mean, you know, every me too, by every, heart. of course, every you do, line you know? by heart, every line the by heart. The offer should
1: win every yeah, award. Yeah, yeah, it's this it's, year. It's, I, I'm with you. It's, uh, it's, it's my Bible. It's my church.
2: So the director Vicky Jensen sat me down. She's like, "Okay, no, what I want you to do is I want you to go home. I want you to watch The Godfather again." I'm like, "Don't insult me." I was like, "You want me to start with the opening? you want me to? You want me to start here? You want to? I'll recite the whole goddamn thing for you." Um, <laughs> so she, it was, you know, if if you've seen the movie, it's a it's a mob movie with fish. That's all it is. It's a little bit Goodfellas. It's a little bit Sopranos. Um. But it's a mob movie with fish, and it's every single line that I ever, you know, have ever known in a mob movie. By fish,
1: you're talking about Abe (laughs) Vagoda. No, not that fish. Oh, okay. Animated fish. fish. Oh, I gotcha.
2: It's not called Abe Tail, it's Shark Tail. But um, yeah, it it was, it was, it just behooved me to be able to. make up different voices for each one of the characters when I was pitching. So I would just switch like a speak and spell yeah right. just just voice to voice to voice to voice. And right. if I knew the character that was a pro, who was the playing it, the actor, and I could approximate, I would just go do a full on impression of that character. And what it did was it was it was a pretty useful tool for showing you what the sequence was going to oh, look like. I would feel
0: imagine like. so. Yeah. Um, really um, making it much more memorable.
2: Yeah. But the funny the funny thing was what that led to to me doing which is why my imdb list looks like i'm a voice actor is it led to me doing a shit ton of scratch mm.
1: dialogue. oh and you get so it goes the scratch oh, goes on you your imdb no see. it does not oh scratch. they would cast you off the scratch tracks so what a lot of people let's tell people what a scratch track is yes
2: a scratch track of course and, and it's funny back in the day Um, You know, they would get, you know, the kid in the copy room to come in and, you know, can you, uh, we we just need a temporary dialogue to hold the place while we are cutting the reels together and we can't get the production dialogue. But then, you know, I came in and suddenly I was like, you know, they're like, well, the characters play by blah. And I go into the microphone and then suddenly I was doing like five productions, scratch on five productions, like 18 characters at one point to the point where like, like head of production was like, you know, we hired him to draw. You know, <laughs> right. I, like, oh like, I was missing deadlines because I was doing, you know, recording sessions for a B movie and Madagascar right. and, and, uh, and, and over the hedge and Shrek and stuff. It was, it was, it was, it was a real fun time, but yeah, but that it, was, that was an ma- accidental detour.
0: It makes you so valuable. I couldn't believe to it. Production. I In mean, a, it, yeah. it's got to like really kind of gain confidence well, where like, you know, they need you. And what, what, You're providing well, uh, such a commodity.
2: Yeah. And I'll tell you the first thing that, 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 that I did not expect. Was what the the extraordinary thing that even went past doing the scratch, which was a lot of fun, was that they started bringing me to all the recordings as a reader.
1: That's even better. That's like one step I, below being in there for the audition. I
2: knew the material. Yep. I could do the voices. So literally, the first person I ever had to read with was fucking Robert De Niro.
0: Awesome. So
2: that was lit. Like I was just like I was. I was
0: like uh, okay. So what what uh film was this? But this was Shark Tale. Oh, it
2: was, was Shark Tale. Yeah, okay. this, this okay. And it was one of the, you know, and and from that it went on to I got to read with Scorsese, Jack Black, Will Smith, Renée Zellweger, all of them oh, like probably like 3 dozen sessions over the course of 2 years, some in LA, some in Miami, some in New York and it was just it, like we'd have to fly to New York to get Scorsese and and De Niro and fly to Miami cuz Will Smith was shooting like Bad Boys 2. Right. You know, and it, it was so. Just, you're
0: wearing many hats here. It was. I, I mean, was there,
2: there, and it was. I I felt a lot like the kid in um, in Almost Famous. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like William. Yeah, looking back at the tarmac, going to the, the private plane, being right. like, oh, "What the f- am I doing here?" Um, Love it. But damn, what a ride! And and, and
0: you you can't really uh, you know, you, you you can't really base. I mean, that trajectory. Did you ever think while you're in drama school that this was going to be? No, I.
2: I am I am, what they call an extroverted introvert. Is that what they call okay, it? Okay. Right. I,
0: I think I know a little bit about yes. that. Um, um, I, I would I classify to, myself as that as yeah, well. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. sit
2: in a dark room and draw and never talk to anybody mm-hmm. at all. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was me. Not quite wow. emo, but just, you know, it's like I would, from an early age, I'm doing, you know, stop motion with clay on my windowsill, right. you know, and that type of stuff. And it's like, just in my own head, I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be heard. Um, but I was so compelled when I got the job that I got to just turn it up to 11. I just, <laughs> I, I wanted to use every arrow in my quiver. And once I got a little bit more comfortable doing it, I was, I was like a Swiss army knife of artists and, you know, at DreamWorks, it was great.
0: How did they find you?
2: Um, a person that I was working with at Disney television at the time recommended me, to DreamWorks and said, I got a guy that I think would be great over there. And they called and they're like, are you interested? I'm like, yeah. I didn't even
1: have to show work. <laughs> Just show up at Universal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it, was, it was like,
2: it, it was like that back then. Now it, it's, it's right. Now it's, it's different. It's mad savage now. Right. But, um, you know, super cutthroat. And-
1: well, as a voiceover actor, I can tell you, it's, you, you know, it's not even the same as it was back then, because no. back then, if you did voiceovers, you did voiceovers and big name, Stars were not doing it. There oh. was celebrity voice impersonated. You'd hear that on all the commercials. Now the celebrity voice is stealing work from regular actors.
2: Oh yeah, mm.
1: you know. I oh. used to get that
2: because for I had so many people telling me, um, "You got to get into a profession." You got to and I'm like, "Well, maybe I will." So I was able to get an agent for a time, mm-hmm. a voiceover agent. And I remember I would be in the middle of like my workday at DreamWorks, and I get a call to come down and audition for something. And sometimes it's like three or four times a week,
1: right. In you can't the, do
2: it. And it was in the in the the studio was in mid-Wilshire, not either end of Wilshire, That's like literally just inland, inland to the middle of it, like from the 405 down Wilshire, like to where the thing was. it was like a two hour drive to get there some oh, days. Geez. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would go and I'd audition for some car commercial, like, we need a New York accent here. We need a Boston, yeah. we need Chicago, blah blah. Can you do Russian? Can you do the Italian Like, and you know, can you impersonate this? Can you blah blah blah. And um, I remember one time they were like, can you uh, do, like, Jim Cummings? I was like, yes. So I did the audition. He said, oh, that's great. And I found out later, I'm like, whatever happened with that? I thought it was good. And they're like, oh, they gave it to Jim Cummings. Right. So I'm like, mm-
1: Mother, he doesn't need it. I, I I've literally <laughs> like, auditioned for things where they'll say we're looking for someone with a voice like like so and so, but not you exactly. Do Yacko and then they Warner, up, right, but then you know? they'll cast Yako Warner.
2: Yeah, then they then you know
1: right. Yeah, Rob whoever. Pa- Yacko Rob Paulson will get the fucking R- gig. E- you know exactly. What I mean? And
2: that's not to say anything against them because they're fantastic. But it was one of those things that I finally, I said to the the, the casting director who was down there. Um, she was. This was like after a year of going back and forth on auditioning. And uh, I, f- I forget what her name was, but I said, you know, we were, I had done an audition for the Godfather video game to do Vito Corleone. And she was laughing the whole time I was doing it. I was like, you laughing is bad or good? She's like, no, it's amazing. I was like, can I ask you something? I said, you say that every time I, try, I, I auditioned for something. I appreciate that. I don't think you're blowing smoke. You have no reason to shine me on. But if I'm so good, why the fuck haven't I booked anything? And she goes, let me tell you how the numbers work here. And she goes, a casting agency will put a call out. And every studio in New York, in Chicago, and here will go out and get their people. And say they audition five or six people from every studio you know of. And the casting area gets 700, you know. Right. It's a numbers game. Like sometimes you get listened to first. Sometimes I just pick the third one because they don't have the time. Right. You know, and I'm like, that... And I, the, the second she put it to me in those terms, I was like, that sounds fucking exhausting mm. to me. I was mm. like, I don't. And I was like, I make a really good job drawing for a living. Maybe I don't need to. Maybe I'm just content that every couple of animated films I do, my scratch stays in there and I right. get credit for it. I was like, you know what? I smart. think <laughs> I think I'm going to just do that because I, I, could, I couldn't.
0: Very know? smart. And yeah, so I much like
2: it. George it. McFly, you know, I just can't handle the rejection. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's just, I... I'm
0: Irish Catholic. It, it I hate myself shoot. enough. It's a crapshoot. It really is. Yes. And it really is it just has a numbers n- game. Nothing to do with your talents. Nothing. No.
1: Nope. Nothing. No. Nope. Nothing. Mm-mm. I know. Sometimes it's it won't like, even, they won't, you're just like you said, they won't even listen to all the auditions. No. They'll get through 20 and go, all right, just that guy.
2: Yeah. They're like, oh my God, how many of these? Oh, pick that. That's fine. You know? right. And I am like.
0: So when you decided, when you kind of, you know, had more direction at that point with what you wanted to do you just wanted to draw you just did things doors start to open because you're now more focused in that category no
2: the doors were already open it was like i was looking for where the grass was greener i thought you know what i think i'm happy in my own
1: yard oh yeah so what I you know the that. grass
2: was green but it was a really big fucking lawn <laughs> yeah. and i'm so, like oh, i don't know so okay. what was
1: your transition then because you started as an animator. Yeah. So, what was your transition then from animating to actually directing animation?
2: Uh, well, if you hang around long enough and they know that you know your your shit, you know what I mean. They're, you know, they'll usually give you a. A, a chance at
1: something right. like that. So and was it on one of your things? Or I directed, you a, I directed direct a Shrek thriller
2: that was... short. Uh, uh, that I, I had worked on the Shrek franchise for about four years. I actually mm-hmm. wrote the, um, I wrote the two Christmas, uh, the true specials for Shrek, uh, Shrek the Halls and Scared Shrekless. I wrote, Oh, fun. I wrote those. Huge. and I, I was, uh, had, a, had a story on both of those, which is really fun, which is kind of like, like a co-director almost like right. they're grooming you. You got to go through certain steps to get up to being a director and head a story as right. sort of next to that. And, um, and then I got hired at Disney to direct on the Plains franchise mm. uh, under Lassiter and stuff, and they, sure. you know, so in developing films under that, you know, so that was that was another chapter of, of insanity that was just crazy.
0: Tell uh, tell us a crazy story from that time. Yeah, Who's I love John
2: Lasseter, and, and,
0: and I love set stories too. Yeah.
2: Oh God, let me think. Let me think. Um from the John t- Well, one of the, one of the times is we went to we went to the Peterson for this big event. Now, and that's
1: the Peterson Auto Museum oh, yes. here, the in Peterson Auto right. here in Los Angeles. Here in Los Angeles,
2: right? That's right. Mm-hmm. I forget. There's people outside of Los right. Angeles, yes. aren't people there? from um, China. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> do. We have a very yeah.
1: wide... There are starving very listeners diverse. in China. Very um, diverse. <laughs>
2: um, but we went to this Peterson event, and afterwards, we went to this swanky pizza place, the Peterson-like, and John just wanted to hold court and hang out with everybody. And, you know, it was late, but we got in anyway, and it was just like... It was just pizza after pizza materializing out of nowhere for around us, at the, and we just we closed the place down, just talking about film and eating pizza and drinking and stuff like that. Those are the best, yeah. Yes. Those are the best nights that definitely. happen in in in, the, in our industries. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: No snoot, no pretentia, Nothing. just when sitting you really around, get to know one
2: around. another, yeah. you get
0: To know the people that you work. Of, and, yeah, we had a yeah. lot of
2: a uh, lot of uh, opportunities like that in the animation industry. It's re- it's really nice.
0: And what about like your personal life? Because we know you're married. How did that? How did you meet your wife? Is she also in the industry? Yeah, she's a
2: storyboard artist. Actually, she works on Alice in Wonderland's Bakery. Yeah, Yeah. two
0: drawers. Yeah,
2: it's ridiculous.
0: And how? So how did you meet? You probably met. We um, met at Comic Con, of course. Wow, love it.
1: But that—that is, you see, that's how it's supposed to go. You meet the person you're supposed to be with in a situation where you're both mm-hmm. you know in your element yep you yeah know? it's funny we
2: were with other people at the time but there was just something oh. about the attraction to her and you know her and us we just started talking and um the relationship with that other per- the my, my girlfriend at the time uh sort of just you know naturally ended and um about three months later uh kelly called me up or, or p.m'd me to ask me if i would look at her portfolio and i'm like, yeah, sure and I had and it's funny I had no (laughs) yeah initially I would like to show you my etchings um What's funny is normally I joke about that but with her there was zero valence for that. I was just like oh yeah I just want to help this person. I felt the immediate need to want to help this I person. I
1: totally understand that yeah. because the very first time I ever hung out with Sarah she yep. had asked me if I would read an audition with her. That's awesome. See, At She said are you an actor? And I said yes. I studied with Stella Adler and the next thing you know she was like will you come I have this self tape and I need someone to read with me. Oh god it's so hard and to
2: do it to the air. to Do, it a, do a vacuum. It, it really is. is
1: and as, as much as I was like, yeah, I get to go hang out with this woman who's captivated me. I really care about right? the, craft, right, the craft, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's the motivating yep. factor there, Yeah, you know. And so we went and we did this audition and yeah, she said is. I was a very generous actor and a good director. Yeah, and he we,
0: was. He helped me a great deal, you know. And- But But I told him to get out. Yeah, she threw me out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's another (laughs) story. That's that's another. We'll do that. That's another episode. I totally get what you're saying about (laughs) Kelly because you know you the the thing takes over. It's not about the thing. It's about the thing.
2: Yep. You know, and I I know that my it was one of the weirdest sort of I guess I would say metaphysical experiences ever because um when she had called me she left a message on my um my phone at DreamWorks. And I was super busy at the time. We were in the middle of a crunch. We were cramming for a screening. I was like, oh, it's that girl. Saved it. And I go, I'll get back to her when, you know, we're done with the screening. So get back. A couple of weeks done with the screening. I go, save message. You have no messages. Oh,
1: it erased what? itself.
2: And I didn't know that, that it dumps it out at the end of every month. And oh. I was disproportionately friggin' livid like livid that that message got dumped and <laughs> I'm like and I eat to myself I'm going why am I so angry I'm like I don't even know them. but I was like my soul was like no <laughs> <laughs> so it's like not she was my right.
1: future there was. Oh, she was there yeah, you um,
2: knew a premonition and thank God she um reached out to me over Facebook um over the holidays so I was like yes yes I'm in Boston with my family I'll be back you know, on January like 3rd or whatever I was like let's get together that way you know and and we um had like a five-hour dinner oh. where I was supposed to look at her portfolio. And we talked for like four and a half hours. I looked at her portfolio for 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, she's talented. It's not a problem.
0: Oh, that's an added and benefit, right, yeah, that she's she talented? Was like,
2: yeah, she PM'd me the next day. She was like, hey, I'm going to this thing tonight. Do you want to go with me? And I'm like, yes, I actually do. <laughs> and we ended up just hanging out every night. Every single night, and oh, it wasn't even like a like beautiful. one of those like super romantic things. It was just like just felt safe yes. to be with that mm. person. Yes, Natural. and just comfortable and yeah, right. And right. I was like, wow, I, I just I I don't worry around this person. I don't worry where I stand. You know, where's this going? I was just like, I was just content to be wherever we were that night and hang out and have long conversations. Right. It was great.
0: That's how it should be. It's totally that's beautiful. Yeah. And how many years has it been? Been 11 to years gather? today. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: oh, it's his right. anniversary.
2: You said it was your anniversary. Yeah, yeah. 11, 11, we got married on 11, 11, 11.
0: Oh, wow. And now
2: it's 11 years today.
0: Well, and she's in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, she is. And with your son? Yep. And how old is your son? He's five. Wow.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's five so years amazing. old. Oh,
2: my God. Already a performer. It's terrifying. Really? His recall we... for dialogue, his recall for names and stuff like oh, that. Can't great. even. can't even read yet. Mm-hmm. And he's already... It's just, Do like, mean, it's so easy to see that he came from mine and my wife's DNA. I'm right. like, oh, shit. I'm like, I know where this is going. Oh, yeah. And. Uh, well,
0: at least you'll be there to guide him. Well, that's you know? the great
2: thing, because neither Kelly and I had that, because we were wizards born from muggles. You <laughs> know what I mean? So <laughs> we did not come. We did not come with an instruction manual. Yeah. They were just like, oh, you the kid's it. fucking you, weird. You he sits in his room all day and draws. You know what you I mean? Know? As opposed to with my son doing I'm like, no, no, he's fine. It's I know exactly what it is. You know, that's great. Yeah.
1: That's fantastic. Well, I, I uh, Kelly really... said
2: today that he was, uh, he he watches these, you know, YouTube videos. Now, now again, can't read, but you know, how to go dunk, 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 with the thumbnails and, you know, right. I want to watch this and there's the, there's these like animal videos where they pretend that the animals are talking and they have the subtitles, but Connor can't read. So he just started making up his own dialogue
0: Look and, at and that.
2: scenarios with, with all the characters, with different voices for
1: each character. And I was like,
0: here five, we go. five, the prodigy.
1: Like, Holy
2: shit! <laughs> now, y- like-
1: you were saying uh, right before we started that you just finished up on a project today. Yes, and that's the animated Star Genius Trek series. Segue.
0: Prodigy. Yes, yes. I was right? waiting for him well to segue done. into that's that. The, well
2: done. That's the animated Star <laughs> you Trek served it series. Up and you went.
0: This is that good. doubles tennis. This yeah. is, it's a big deal. This Ten is impressive love. what you're working yeah. on. So I, you,
1: you were directing the new animated Star Trek series.
2: Yeah, I, one of the one of the uh, episodic directors on Star Trek Prodigy. We congratulations! Fantastic. Yeah, it's
1: fantastic. I love it. Now, um, when you do something like that, people have this attachment to the classic. Yeah, they hear Star Trek, they know Spock, they yeah. know Kirk. They you oh, know yeah. what I mean. That, do you look for actors to emulate that? Or are they- well, the
2: nice thing, and there's not a whole lot I can say because the the other season hasn't dropped yet. But in, right. in season one, they did one where they actually did a holodeck program and brought back all the classic characters. And what they used is needle drop from really, and they and from all the other episodes, and they wove a narrative together out of it. And watching it is a mind So it's Walter Koenig's great. voice, oh yeah, and- oh yeah, Spock is from the Kobayashi Maru scenario. Oh, and that's and, oh, fantastic. It's, it's great. It's so great. That's it's Nimoy. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Um and in, they have uh, Kate Mulgrew plays Janeway right. in the series. She's great. She's great. Uh, they've got a bunch of other cameos I can't talk about. But, I mean, you know, that's I'm right. I'm a fan as well. So, I mean, you know, I would get the scripts and I'd be working. I'm like, well, that character wouldn't say that. I'm like, ah, that's not a Klingon thing to do. Right.
1: <laughs> <You> know, and- <laughs> yeah, I was never a Star Trek fan until I became a guard at Paramount and I met Gene Roddenberry. Oh. Yeah, and he took me for a walking tour one day Holy through Star crap. Trek for sets and i had keys to the stages and i have pictures of myself on the enterprise and um that really is what kind of now i'm not a trekker but uh i have an amazing by the
2: way nice proper terminology of the word trekker Trekker. not trekky. thank you i Thank you. It's
0: Trekker. Right? People say yes. yes, it is not Treki. It is
1: Trekkie. It is Trekkie.
0: A photographer the other day said Treki and you corrected him. I did. He was that's young. So amazing. Yeah, they, the Gen Zs are saying
1: Trekkie. Well a lot of people they yeah. just Well don't.
2: that's that's the accepted uh, you know, the, the common okay. tongue
1: says okay. Treki. But it, but it's not. I looked at Sarah and I go, It's actually Trekker. Okay,
0: now why? Like what what differentiates I don't know. Tre- okay don't know. Just, actually, just. Kate, Kate Mulgrew has term. a very
2: hysterical um explanation for that in the documentary trekkies
0: okay we'll have to and watch and she
2: talks about the trekker being motivated they're on the trek with us they're right. going and then she goes trekkie is passive they just watch and
0: she's just <laughs> she's just making shit up but it's
1: so, it's so it's so good That's she's great. so good
2: i'm like i will listen to anything oh, says
1: i i agree i love her and i loved her on star trek and then she disappeared for a little while then when she got on orange i was just she like is riveted she by her work is, is wake the fuck till
2: you see what she does in this show oh i can't she wait. is better than she's ever been she is the best scenery chewing mulgrew that has ever oh, ever she, Mulgrew.
1: she's next to so shatner good. she could really she could you know she could chew up some set work.
2: you know she'll say shit like if we can't hail them we'll get their attention the old-fashioned way fire it's just, just <laughs> screaming i'm like yeah she's i love
0: Kate mulgrew.
2: So, she's so good she's so good yeah. Now yeah. were
0: now were you a trekker? Are you a trekker? I
2: here's the funny thing. I was talking to somebody about this um, the other day. Um, I was a passive trekker as a kid because my two best friends were into it huge. I was mm. the Star Wars guy.
0: Oh, me too. So I was
2: the Lost in Space
0: guy. Oh.
2: oh, that's good. Yeah. Original theme written by John Williams.
1: Yes, John Williams. Yes, yes, sir.
2: Yes, nerds know. Yes, nerds know. Um. Yeah. but i found as i became an adult i appreciated star trek more because it was real human stories it was humans in space not space wizards with laser swords and magic that kind of worked it was very grounded and there was something i liked about it basically and it was really neat they had they had talked about sort of the um for star trek the motion picture especially when jerry goldsmith was doing the score right Mm -hmm. he said he wanted to invoke the feeling of of sailing ships in space Oh. And I was like, wow. And that really, really started to resonate through the rest of the uh, the Trek movies because it really did feel like the Navy. They had that, right. all that shit when they came through the doors and stuff. They really did, you know, they called them Bosun's mate and, you know, and what's her name? Uh, Kirstie Alley was Mr. Savick and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like they paid attention to all those little Navy things and I really love that. It sort of grounded it in reality for me.
1: Yeah, she was really good in the film too, Kirstie Alley. Oh, she was great. She was really, really good in the great. film. She was great. yeah. Um, you know, it's a funny thing about Star Trek, because it's not so much a story about space as so much it is a story about human ex exclu- Humanity. It's the human condition. Really it really is. It really, really, it really is. is. Yeah, that was my attraction to it yep. when I finally went, all right, I'll let me let me check this out. Yep. It was real drama, real human drama. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, the setting was what it was. But, oh, yeah. it, but just like Cheers, it's not about a bar. Cheers, it's- but it's not about a bar. No, it's about the people in it's it. It's about the people in it. Yeah. Exactly. And Star Trek had that same appeal for me, and that's what made me say, oh, I get
2: this now. I got a great cheer story for you. I don't know if we have time for it. A- oh, sure, sure. we do. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, here's... So when I worked at Disney Tune Studio on the Planes franchise, um, our general manager, Meredith, you know, we'd have monthly meetings in the foyer and everything like that, and you know, 200 people out there listening to stuff. And she uh, said... Um, Pixar had a a tradition of decorating their cubicles and offices up there um, in super elaborate ways. They'd convert them into spaceships and submarines. Oh my! Fun. Do fake windows and it looked like water was behind them and shit. Like like it, they would just go (laughs) super Disney Imagineer. One guy actually put AstroTurf out in front of his office and a fake picket fence and put like a car up on blocks and shit like that. Like it was, they just went to the nines. So at the time, the film that I was developing. was a a Cars movie that was going to take place in Boston. It was going to take place in my hometown. And that was the great thing about Laster is he was like, where are you from? I was like, from Boston. He goes, that's where your film should be from. I was like, okay. So we were on that for about a year and a half. But uh, Meredith was like, "Uh, we we are going to let you guys decorate your offices and cubicles. And I was like, Cool. Like, she's like, like Pixar. She goes, go nuts. She goes, we're even going to give you all a budget of $500. I'm like, well, first of all, that's insane that they would do that. Right. And I'm like, that won't even cover the brass i want to buy i was going to say <laughs> that's
0: not very much uh, I'm, I'm
2: like i'm like mm. i mean i will like, take year it. this is, i don't know what i'll do with even, it
0: even even if it were 1983
2: it's right? not <laughs> right pay for glitter right exactly <laughs> uh, not even the stripper under it <laughs> 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 Elmer's glue is yeah. more than
1: 500 bucks now no.
0: um
2: uh. <laughs> so i raised my hand i was like can i build an irish pub in my office and Meredith kind of chuckled, you know, like sweetly at the podium and in the same tone of voice that your mother would use to say, of course, you can build a fort out of couch cushions. She was like, <laughs> OK, I'm like, sure, hon. Yes, Sean, because I will. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm gonna.
1: You bull and finched it. Didn't you? Uh, you have
2: no idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bull and finched it so hard. Cliff showed up. That's
1: great, I'm wow. Not even fucking kidding, yep. Ratsenberger? Yep,
2: that's fantastic. Yep. So, I went away, and everyone forgot about it because I went away for a year, and planned it. I took measurements of my office, and I went home to my garage, and I built the entire bar modular.
0: Oh my goodness! So I could
2: disassemble it and bring it back into sure. my office, and I it was so great. It was a Memorial Day weekend one year, and the studio closed down early on Friday. And they were closed all weekend and I think the following Monday too. But I had my card key and I had been building for a year and nobody knew. So the second Friday, everyone was out on Friday. I was like, I was like, all right. (laughs) Brought in the flooring, (laughs) (laughs) rolled it out. And what I ended up doing was I built the bar around my desk. So I sat behind the bar the whole time on a raised platform. Right, love it. And the bar sat around me, and I had the the flap up in Mm -hmm. the end. I built the rail above. I got the correct lights from Cheers. Um, And I had also gone to the Bull and Finch two or three times to do research trips. Mm. And I bought shit from them. I actually got – they had – and it's a photo you can't find anywhere. In Cheers, uh, the photo they have of Sam Malone that's hanging over the bar is actually a Red Sox release relief picture named Jim, Jim Longboard.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you can't find that picture anywhere. There are pictures of him, but it's not that pitching picture. They had it at Cheers. Wow. And it was just hanging there in a corner. And I was like, my dad was with me. I'm like, Dad, go distract that person over there. Like, he's like, what? Well, I'm like, just go fucking talk to that person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gonna so he's talking, I go...
2: I take it down, and I go, and I, mm. and I glare out, and I go, get it, put it back up. Mm-hmm. Picture was in the bar, in Brilliant. my bar. Nice. Yep. Brilliant. there was a nice shit ton move. of other amazing, never-before-seen photos that they had taken of the cast that were just matted and framed around there. Right. And I was like, click, click, click. I recreated them all in the bar. Yep. All the bar signs, the portal, the yep. porthole that went on the wall and everything like that we had. I, I actually got... The wheel that I have was from season seven of Cheers hanging on the wall. I got that from somebody who had it. They're like, oh, my How God, fantastic. my uncle was working oh, on it. I'm going to give this to you. I'm like, like, people donated shit to the bar. And after I built it, it took on magical properties. You could somehow fit 50 people in that office and when you had never been able to do that before. But we ended up on the show. We had every meeting in that office. like We never <laughs> left that bar. We They had to shit can two crews off of our the movie work on it because it got shut down twice it got rebooted so we had to shit can the crew what do we do after they got fired we all packed into the bar the third actually they- it happened three times the third time <laughs> HR came around and passed out taxi vouchers because people were getting it
0: was legit a bar. It became, it became a bar. bar. Yeah. That, that was gonna be fun. my next question. Really were you like
1: drinking at the bar oh, oh, yeah,
2: I had I had a um I had a wine fridge under there. I had taps.
1: Nice. I yeah, went the, I went all out. A Lot of people don't know that the Cheers Bar, now I was a guard of Paramount for a few years yeah. and I spent an inordinate amount of time. On stage on, 25. On stage 25. Especially on the weekends. Yep. And uh, they had working taps. Oh, they did. With kegs of non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic yeah. beer in there. And on the weekends, we would go in there and grab some mugs from behind the bar wow. and woody it up or poach wow. it up. And we would sit at the chair. I've got pictures. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. That's so cool well,
2: that you did that. And the fun, the fun thing was... Because Disney Toon Studios was its own self-contained thing. Anybody who worked on the Disney films there would come and record there. They had a recording booth there. A recording studio. It was beautiful. State of the art. Um, So Ratzenberger. Was doing cars. Right. Because he's their good luck charm for right. voices. So he was doing voices on the planes. He was doing cameo voice on planes. And I'm sitting there.
1: Drawing. Hey, drawing Sean, hey, hey, drawing say, one hey, day. Hey, yeah.
2: And, and like out of the co- my peripheral vision, I see this form come around the. The corner of my office. I hear and I hear this voice go. You call this a bar? And I just I went, I was like, and like at time just stopped. I went, oh, it's happening. This is actually happening. I'm you like, sounded
0: I'm, just I'm like, like him, by the way. Oh, thank you very
2: much. <laughs> so I I put the stylus down, and he comes and he goes, John. <laughs> and I went, Sean. He goes, that's a good name. You know, you know.
0: Oh my and, gosh, you sound just like. And him. And
2: I I pointed. I said, your stool is right there. I said, if you care to sit. He, he goes. He goes. You have actual beer here, and I went. Yeah, I do. He goes. What do you got? I said, Sam Adams. He goes. Pour me a Sammy. And I, oh went, I went. I went. And I went. No. I went. I was like, here you go, Cliff.
1: Oh. Hey, you know, it's a uh, it's a well-known well known. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A- it
2: was. And by the way, he is that character. Yes, exactly. All of his facts are per- like he's he's, <laughs> he's an encyclopedia. Really smart, yeah. He's so smart. And like he's got a huge love for like Jacques Tati and stuff like that. Like he just, <laughs> like he's so, like he had such interesting stories. Uh, he was exactly Cliff, except you were hanging on every word. I loved yeah, that he was, character. I he loved was every character. So good.
0: So would you mind doing a couple of voices for us? Oh, like what? I, I, I haven't do, done I voices in forever. I don't, I don't know. What? Well, you just did. I I have a feeling that you can do it with well, just not, You know, co- you
2: just do like generic voices and shit like that. You know, it, it's it's like I, I'm so out of practice. It's
1: not even that funny. That was like, amazing what, so- what you just did. Yeah. Oh, I, right? I, I, yeah. He's got a great voice. He's got a great voice. Yeah, we could sit around and just do this one night at the sit dinner table. To, we with could five bottles of wine open and just yeah. start rattling. Yeah, yeah that, that is when it happens. Got great two voices. bottles in,
2: uh, suddenly all it the voices come co- out. It all comes out, to yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh, she's got great voices. And I said to her last week, I go, "You got to do these voices in your act. Like these are all part of you and part of your personality. That's and they're just like they're what you do. they're like, alter we... egos. No, they're not just voices. <laughs> she's got alter egos, and, and that's amazing. And the shit that your
2: alter egos can say that you can't." Correct. Yes, that's great. Right. And they have just, their own
1: personalities yeah. and cadence. And I totally. I mean, yes. I'll tell you what,
2: it's it's such a fun hallmark. She's really of, of, of acts when you can do that. Like one of my favorite, like I will wait for it anytime. Margaret Cho impersonates her mother. I'm like wait, I'm waiting for it. Right. Anytime she goes into the mother impersonation, she is so goddamn funny. I'm telling you, if you can approximate she stuff like is that, great. it's just she's it's, great.
0: It's they and then the particular bits become in demand. And right. you have to do that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, And, and sometimes
1: yeah. that will happen it to can, comedians. It's yes. rare.
0: Yep. But sometimes it happens where you have to do the same bit or your audience will get
1: people mad. People oh, yeah. 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 want to hear it. And people who know you yeah. and they know that it's, you have the alter ego, they'll say, like, because I have one, and they'll be like, come on, man, let me hear Ashley. Yeah, yeah let
2: me hear blah, blah, blah. His yeah. name He's is Ashley Monique,
1: you love Lovejoy. I call him the ah, world's ah, most ah, famous ah, undiscovered ah, actor. Ah, ah. And he sounds like this, and he's been living in Los Angeles for his entire life, and he'll say things to you like, Do you know, Sean, oh, the Pasadena Freeway where you live, it is a lovely freeway. Did you know the Pasadena Freeway was the very first freeway built in Los Angeles? Oh, it was lovely, and he'll scratch his head like this, and he'll say, my father owned an A&P Weo right underneath the freeway in the 40s, and we would sit there and bag groceries and all the celebrities. From the East Los Angeles community would come out and oh what a lovely time it was. It's hysterical. And he is actually based on a real guy who kind of saved my life when I was homeless before I got my job at Paramount. And I that's was amazing. studying acting, living in my car, and his name was John Wells. And that's pretty much an impression of John Wells that I do. I love that. Uh, and nobody
2: will ever know this guy but you've got him in your head so you can just oh, do it like I, I, for, yeah
0: and he lives on one right? of the lives yeah. on.
2: one of the funniest stories i and i recently heard it was i was watching an old interview with val kilmer and it was a retrospective on tombstone it was like a tombstone panel one of the greatest movies I've ever i written. loved it and he's they asked him how he came up with doc holiday's voice and he said he said well he goes i had a vocal coach he goes and I. He goes. I went to the vocal coach and I asked them. Um, look, I have to do this Southern gentleman voice, and you know, I'd be appreciative for you getting the guy. I goes. I got it. Don't worry. He goes. No, no. But wait. Listen to me. He. Goes, he's the Southern gentleman from. He goes. I got it. <laughs> and he literally went over to his answering machine and played a message. It was a, a friend of his, who was from Georgia, and it was like, I regret that I will be unable to attend your soiree. <laughs> and the minute you open it like that, welcome right. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I know you personally. We've become friends since we met. We've all, you've come to the shows yeah. and have hung yeah, out. Yeah, thanks and, for that. Yeah, yeah it's of very course. cool. And we met at the Marconi thing. And I know something about you that uh, I think our listeners would want to hear about. And that is that you have a side thing that you do. Which one? Well, a lot of them. But <laughs> where you uh, where you recreate... Famous cars from movies. Oh, that. And yes. you'll like you'll build the Ghostbusters car, uh, Or yeah. you will build the DeLorean, the DeLorean I mean Back that's, to a the that's a little small detail about Sean Bishop. That's a really gnarly hobby. That well that's how and Jay
2: and I got hooked up. We built our DeLorean. Well
1: together. that's and what we was, I was, thought.
0: Was I was hoping crazy. you would say that. Oh, yeah, and and yeah. I said I was like, Well, why were you there? You're like, I'm a friend of Jay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but didn't you build I yeah, I knew this backstory. I thought, well, yeah. okay, maybe Yeah,
2: no, we yeah. built we built a DeLorean time machine together and it did it 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 as as one does. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Look, don't you have your DeLorean time machine?
1: Um, <laughs> Philistine. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, But yeah, it was, you know, Jay and I, he helped me with the, the, the Ecto as well, and, and I pretty much helped him with the DeLorean. I think he was more the lead on that than I was, but... Um, we didn't realize what we were doing while we were doing it. It was just one of those things. Like, well, can we do it? And I'm like, I guess we can. And I'm like, all right. I mean, you know, with the as as a. A young professional in the animation industry in my late twenties, early thirties, uh, you had a thing called disposable income. Sure, which,
0: <laughs> which now,
2: as a fifty, shifty one-year-old father, uh, thank you, shifty. We call it shifty. Uh, I, I, uh, I do not have disposable anything, uh, <laughs> <laughs> including pride. Um, but, um, but at the time, I did, and I, I was like, I was doing a lot of building. I was teaching myself how to do props and sets and stuff in my garage, just, you know, silicone molding. I just, right. a lot of self taught stuff. I had a couple of people that would do garage weekends and, you know, you'd learn stuff there and then go home and sort of apply the trade and everything. And I ended up teaching myself mold making, you know, with silicone and, you know, fiberglass jackets I and I love shit the like smell
1: that. of that blown fiberglass. Oh, I know, I know oh, right? Oh, I love that so smell. So bad for
2: you, but you're like, I love that. You're like, oh, smell. that's lovely. Yeah, it's like gasoline. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's great. I love I it. I love that um, smell. So at the time, I. I decided to get an industrial space. I was living in Valencia and they had the, you know, the Valestian industrial, you know, space area. And, and like for 1200 bucks, which was, you know, is still a lot for anybody, but at the time I could get a massive bay, like a shotgun bay that went all the way back with a roll up door and a bay in back where you could put like a 3d printer and stuff like that. And I was like, had an office Mm. and I was like, I'm just going to build my shit here instead of in my tiny garage. And once I had a space, man, talk about if you build it, they will come. Right. Ah. Suddenly it started filling up every Sunday. And then there were twenty guys in there, you know, with, with Bondo and using the drill press. And suddenly it was just kitchen. It became and... a place. But here's here's what you'll appreciate too. And so, and we built the DeLorean out of there. We built the Ecto. Ernie Hudson came up. We built Ernie Hudson a proton pack. He came to pick it up well,
0: one day. Word got out, huh? Yeah, it, yeah. No, it was
2: it was it was it was crazy like, like having cliff at the cheers bar like i build this shit and stuff just happens
1: maybe i want stuff can he build me stuff do we have room for it do, do you we have 1200 stuff? bucks um, <laughs>
2: yeah um so so yeah we built the cars in there but the, the 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 cool thing about that was and this dovetails back into we'll go back around into star trek right we're talking about that so uh my buddy uh steve asked me if he could rent space for six months i'm like the whole shop he's like yeah can i rent your shop i'm like yeah i mean well can i still use it i was <laughs> so yeah, like i kicked out for six exactly. months. He's like no no you can use it. He goes, you'll, but you'll have to sign an nda i'm like oh oh color me intrigued very interesting um so i went in the next you know the, the monday and um i go into the uh come around the corner and i see a bunch of trucks you know down at the end, I'm thinking, wow, something's going on here. I'm like, oh, that's something that's going on in my shop. And I'm like, I see it on the side of the truck, Paramount.
1: Oh, and no. And I go.
2: And I walk in, and I see all sorts of little ear appliances.
0: Oh, boy. Right.
2: cast molds and eyebrow appliances and a couple of phaser molds. And I walk in, I go, I look at Steve. I said, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, this is J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. And I was like what the fuck are you doing here? It's like, oh, we're building all the, all, doing all the Vulcan and Romulan appliances out of here for the next six months. I went,
0: oh. okay, okay. Wow. You just made back your 1,200 wow. bucks. Yeah, oh, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um,
2: but the cool thing was on the, Steve calls me up one day afterwards and um, he goes, hey, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> and it happened to be, yeah the age-old question. I happened to be driving home from work. And I was like, I'm just driving home from work. He goes, you want to come down to the set? I went, oh, you know, illegal U-turn on Coanga to just go right back down to Paramount. Right. And um, it was our last night of filming on the Enterprise set for the 2009 Star Trek. And uh, it was the, the last couple of scenes, you know, where Spock is like, I would like to, you know, offer my services as a science officer and all that stuff. Right. The only one who wasn't on set was Simon Pegg because Scotty wasn't in that scene, but it was everybody and man i have never seen a cooler set in my friggin now. was that life.
1: stage nine were they still I, on the enterprise i set think on yeah stage yeah. Nine? yeah yeah i think well so. i have some gifts for you at home that i'm that's... gonna give you yeah when i was a guard don't you dare uh they had i would go on to the enterprise like i would go onto the cheese, cheers bar and i was gonna sound weird <laughs> but i would plug it in and all the lights would come up the christmas lights and i would sit in the captain's chair that's amazing I would smoke a joint of course you would i would pretend i was kirk That's great. You know, this is what I would do. And I've got all these pictures, crazy stuff. But on the same stage, they had also built the Klingon ship. Oh. And after they tore it down, there were these Klingon panel boards from the dashboards and that would light, you know what I mean? Yeah. With Klingon writing. Yeah, yeah. I've got about six or eight of them in a box. Crap, that's so much and fun. And they're yours.
2: Oh, come on. You get, no, what they you should do yours. is window box them and display them and light them up.
0: Uh, there's, yeah. Right? Really? Well, not at our place, <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: If you get I a mean, place get in a Valencia, just go to Valencia. As and, uh, soon as
0: I book an animated, uh, well, bucks. As, uh, as soon as I
1: book a regular on an animated series, <laughs> uh, and we can buy another place. As, soon as I book
2: another animated
1: series, and then uh, I have a place to put them. Maybe, but I've got some gifts for you. Some real Star Trek of that kind. Yeah, they've been sitting in boxes for years, and
0: they shouldn't be sitting in boxes. That's the thing. they're coming out. Yeah, they should. They should. But yeah, yeah. that's that, that's the facility
1: where Jay and I built that DeLorean. I love so. that. That's yeah. amazing. So you've built a DeLorean, mm-hmm. you built the Ecto from Ghostbusters, built two of them actually. Two Ectos. two Ectos, yeah. And where are those cars now? Uh
2: the first one I sold to my buddy Brian who lived in San Diego and he made that famous for about 10 years and he just sold it at the Barrett-Jackson auction. Really? Uh the one that just sold for like 250 grand or something like that, you know. So that that now lives up in Canada, the superior uh, Ecto. And the one that I, the the second one that I did, um, the Miller Meteor, uh, is in the Hollywood Museum down off, uh, well, what an honor. Uh, right behind Mills, driving.
0: Wow. We need to go see it. We need to go see yeah. it. It's part of
2: their Ghostbusters exhibit down that
0: there. That is so cool. Yeah. That's, you built that, man. I can't believe it. Wow.
2: I can't even believe it. I'm like, Sean you know, Bishop. It's one of those things where like you just do it because you're like, oh, this will be cool. And then it's done. You're like, who the fuck did? The- oh, that was me. You <laughs> did that. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And then, you know. It's one of those things where people are like, but "Did did you did you build this?" I'm like, "I think I did." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." And who's cool? You know, that was the funny thing about the Cheers bar. What was so funny was when I when I built that office, I also skinned the door with actual wood planks, and the Cheers. So I wow. recreated the whole thing. Skinned the door, the fake stained glass window, right. glass, you know, uh-huh. like the whole thing. The whole thing, the partitions, and and when I came in on Monday, there were like eight people out in front of my office just. Standing there. <laughs> and I did the most baller thing. I just walked through and I'm like, oh, hey. I walked the door, just went in, turned the lights on, put my bag down, you know, like got up behind the desk because I'd already practiced how I'm going to sit. And everyone's just going, peeking in. Did you do this? I'm like, no, the fucking Cheers Fairy came in right. overnight and did it. Yeah. Of course the I did clean this. Clean up crew. But. You know, nobody had seen that level of batshit nerdery in their lives, where you just come in and transform, you know, a, an office into a into the Cheers bar in three days. When it was just it. a boring old gray carpeted you office just three days ago, you know. That's so brilliant. It's a well, you you appreciate. You guys possess that level of creativity as well. Yeah. It just oh, it never stops in your brain. It. it doesn't stop. Never stops. Yeah, never stops. It's it's impossible to shut this shit off. It is it really is. And
0: and what would you if if you know, to our listeners who maybe want to get into animation and, and yeah. film directing, what would what advice would you give?
2: Never stop watching film. Okay, okay,
0: right. Watch everything. Okay. It's right. good advice.
2: Yeah, that is literally that's the first place to go. Like like and literally I it, like like the last the last arrow I use in my quiver of being an artist in animation is actually drawing.
0: That's it's all, it. It's that's all
2: management. It's it's knowing how to manage up, knowing how to manage down. Okay. If you're in the middle, you know what I mean? If you're a supervisor, how to talk to executives up, how to get into a, uh, how to, you know, sit on a plane with Jeffrey Katzenberg and not act like a fucking moron. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a skill to learn as well, you know? And how to pitch. Speak and when spoken to. Know right. when to read the room. Read when the you come. room. You know, I have seen people absolutely torpedo their careers because they had, like I watched a guy Foolishly, I was like, he's not really doing this, right? I watched a writer just start going toe to toe with Lasseter in a review one day out of nowhere. And it wasn't even a good argument. It was like, it was like, it was just like, I thought to myself, this is the hill you want to die on?
1: <laughs> I'm like, this
2: ain't even like Private Ryan, son. This is like, this is like, 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 like. The-
1: <laughs>
2: this is F Troop. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, it's like a retreat and in reverse into victory. That's I'm hilarious. like, what the fuck? And he just, he was done.
0: Well, was he young and inexperienced? No, he was
2: old enough to know better.
0: Okay, okay, because you started young, and he, I did, I did, you did, I did. and I did 23. and and so did you have you know moments where you're lucky that you skated by. Maybe you said the oh, wrong thing oh, or the god. Because yes. I mean, we're all kind of yes. dumb have, when we're young. It's I just have, inevitable. I, that I have
2: I have absolutely uh, saved my job from getting a la- laugh just by getting a laugh after something I said, and I think I here's a perfect example of that because fellow comedians and writers and performers and everything like that. Sometimes you just the joke comes out and you go, Oh, I'm right. sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Well, this is funny.
0: All the time. <laughs> I taught, but in my head, uh, right? right? I, I, taught, I don't admit it, but in my head, I'm like, Oh
2: shit. I taught at the Laguna College of Art and Design for two years. I was the, uh, the chair of the animation department. I was the head of the animation department. Um, and, we're all the rage now of of you know gender nonconformity and pronouns and all that stuff and everything and and yes literally the the kids in my class from day to day I couldn't tell what the fuck they wanted to be didn't matter to me but they would get pissy about it if you called them by the wrong pronoun on a certain day and that happened to me one day I was going over one of my students who generally didn't do much I remember this and and once again they had okay. not done the assignment. And I made the mistake of making a female pronoun supposition at mm. the student. And the student didn't say anything, but someone in the back of the class offended on their behalf and went, excuse me, that's not the proper pronoun. They're not identifying as that. T- they're identifying as male today. I went, great. Did either one of you do the fucking homework? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I went, oh! <laughs> but it was
2: already yeah. out. I was like, oh, shit. But I got a laugh out of the student. And then the rest of the class laughed. I was like, and I have saved my job.
1: Right. Okay. I was like, All right. right. Oh, but I couldn't, yeah. I
2: couldn't help it. I was like, no, no, joke. Oh. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh. But those are... That's, you know, I've heard every comedian say that as well. It's like, hey, the joke is only offensive if it's not funny. That's right. exactly right. Right? I, I've seen There's, one comedian tell one type of joke and it just alienates the room. And then, you know, Eddie Murphy gets up there and, and does the same thing. And people are like, Wow, ah,
0: it's the greatest joke right.
2: ever. Oh, well, all in the presentation, baby.
0: Yeah, we talk about all that the all the time. Yeah. There's a fine line between being irreverent and offensive. Offensive. And it's just such right? a Thin, thin, thin it line. really And is. it's just, you have to walk it so... Yeah, gingerly. As, yes.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you who did it's that precarious. amazingly is, is, is fucking Carlin, Carlin. and Kinnison. Carlin yes. Mm-hmm.
0: yes,
1: that's like, exactly who we... Umbrella
2: on on, on a yeah. tightrope. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, I
1: saw Kinnison a lot, and Kenison. sometimes he would say Jeez. things. We would look at each other in the back room and be like, what? But he would pull he out could, of this nosedive in this brilliance yeah. that, you
2: know... I'd say sometimes see him... Sent himself in a nosedive just Just to pull pull himself out out. (laughs) to see if he could, and it's like,
1: shit. Yeah, that was part of the beauty of Kinison. You wanted to watch him fall off the tightrope.
2: Right? You know, it's funny. Now, and it's funny, I'm a huge fan of comedy and not easily offended, but now I'll go back and I'll see clips of, like, Eddie Murphy-Raw and Eddie murphy Delirious. I'm like, oh, oh.
0: Can you believe? I'm like, oh, my God. yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like...
0: Yeah, some of those... Yeah. yeah he he like, would never get away with... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, There's not... and it, Times have
1: changed. I mean, I recently... Times we have were changed. watching a special. I'm trying to remember who it was, like, recently, within the last two weeks, and this particular comedian was doing an Asian accent.
2: You can't do that anymore, either. You can't do that Unless anymore. Unless you're Asian,
0: no. Even if I and can do... Was- a pre- and he wasn't. All right. Yeah.
2: I got a tiny bit of shit when I was... At- the first time I was at Nickelodeon because they had me doing scratch for Ninja Turtles, and I was doing Splinter at one point. Right. They're like, Are "You sure you should be impersonating a person?" I was like, "Do you want to do it?" Right. Because this is the voice they asked for. So if you want to do it, yeah. There's the mic. Go ahead. Right. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, go. And otherwise, if you're not here to work, get the fuck
0: out because we right. got stuff to do. It, but it's as like, artists, we're all kind of fucked because six months from now, something that is. Uh, Acceptable to say today will not be in six months. I'll go you one further. You
2: know there have been some brilliant performances. I'll talk about two of them because it's one of my favorite movies ever. That how much backlash do you think they'd get from shit today? Do you think Robin Williams and Hank Azaria would get to play gay characters in The Birdcage today?
1: Yeah, or would no, they I get don't. Shit, it would be extremely difficult to sell that. Right, you have to keep ca- why not gay men what,
2: right? But you watch right.
1: that that movie is perfect. It's perfection. perfection.
2: It's pure, and, by and, the, the way, and the relationship, and because of the performers, that's what actors right. are supposed to do. We act. You pretend to be other people. Yes. We act.
1: You don't have to be gay to play gay. Right. You don't have to, it's just, it's wrong. And I mean, at that point, are they going to
2: stop gay actors from playing straight? Could David Hyde Pierce play Niles now? you know exactly. what i mean it's like it goes in the other i'm like uh, uh, the performer should be able to perform well,
1: straight people don't have a leg to stand on they can't get a straight p- pride parade you can't say no, like I mean, he can't least. he's gay he can't play a straight guy <laughs> well, he's not jewish how can he play a like jewish guy he's Italian.
2: anybody if you're a good actor you gotta right. be hitting me
1: that's what we do we act we act yeah
2: we
0: act
1: yeah that's what
0: we and, do and comics tell jokes
2: Yes. I, was, I actually read an it's article yesterday about one of the one of the Zucker brothers talking about airplanes. Right. Saying that they couldn't make airplanes today.
1: Well, you can't have Barbara Billingsley speak jive. God, that is so goddamn funny. It's one of the <laughs> funniest
0: scenes my in God. movie movie. slap
1: you upside your head, ah- Mofo. Excuse me, Studis. <laughs> I speak jive. I speak jive. I get you some <laughs> <laughs> goods
2: on the med side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like for, uh, my, and God bless Barbara Billingsley for getting that joke and playing it so perfectly.
1: Yeah. Do you want more I don't know. I- so let me ask you a question: we're, Does anyone here know how to fly a plane? I mean, it was it was hilarious, fantastic, but the best. You can't. It's the, we've gotten and I, I Roger have, This is a whole. By the way, this could be a whole other episode because I've got oh, my yeah. own philosophy and how this all happened and where it came from and the.
0: But well, you blame everything on
1: Reagan. So is that this was not Reagan? <laughs> in my <laughs> opinion. But I will say, Spike <laughs> Lee did not help the cause. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's just how I see it, you know? As in what? Like- political correctness. Oh, interesting. You know, the, he was like probably the biggest and most, you know, vocal seed about this back in the late 90s. Hmm. And, you know, I think that you can't stop artists from producing art. And you can't shackle an artist and say you can only produce this kind of art if you're this kind of person.
2: Goes against the entire concept of it.
1: it then it's no longer art. It's not. It's You know, then it a, becomes a class exercise Turn to chapter 14. Art by,
2: art by consent. It's color by
1: numbers. Yeah. Then, uh, by, can I say color by numbers or does yes. it happen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> Sorry. I know, so we're you know we're we're running out of time a little bit. I know we only have a few more minutes on the board, so let me ask you see, question. That was a question. What fast hour? I, I know it went by too quickly, and there's like so much more could, I want to you, know. But yeah. I, but I just have, we'll like, have like, like, But
0: like, but before please. we wrap, I just like I just want to. Do you and your wife work together?
2: Um, when when yeah, when we are in the same house, when we you know we're not trying to figure out how much time we're in Hawaii for, our desks are back to back.
0: So when you say how much time, because you have a you have a house in Hawaii, yeah. And you're well, going, the, the problem was we,
2: we 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 sort of forth. yeah we that was that was our bug out that's, plan for retirement that we you know we oh, just got a little one, one acre one bedroom cottage, you know, on the Big Island, nice.
0: nice, yeah,
2: on the rainy side, which is great. Um, But what happened was uh, my in laws decided to move over there for like a year and a half, and they had been living with us since Connor was born. So Kelly went over there with Connor. She was only going to go over there for the summer and help him settle. in, And then COVID hit massively like a wave. And then the mm. kids, the kids started getting the strain. Uh, yeah. and, died. and Like and, it was, the, it was, yeah, it was very
0: serious over there. And Connor, well, everywhere, was like, but... Connor was
2: only three and he wasn't vaccinatable. Mm, and I no. was, and he was in yeah. a very safe bubble. And I was like, yeah, he, Kelly's parents were like, well, we, we, we can all just stay here. And I'm like, leave him, right? Le- leave him. I was like, this is going to kill me, but don't put him on a plane. Don't bring him home. Like, if he's in a bubble where there's a relatively low, I was like, keep I, there. just keep him there.
1: Yeah. We all did the same thing as adults.
2: Right. Right. You know? Everyone sheltered smart, in place. Smart move. Yeah. yeah. So, but now by the time COVID is listed, lifted and he was vaccinatable, he's in a school over there. He's got friends over there. Uh, you know, oh so nice. now we're just trying to figure
1: out what is good for him. Right. Right. And that's good parenting. So You're Kelly and I, you know, we're
2: splitting the time. I take care of the, you know, the the dogs in Pasadena. It's me, you know, two dogs and two cats. Right. Wow. And uh, yeah, You're busy. A corgi and a shepherd.
1: Um. So we've got Star Trek season one, uh, two, actually. season two yeah, that prodigy. just that yep. you just wrapped. Yep. And what else can we look for on the horizon with you? Trying to think.
2: Um, I just got hired onto a feature at Netflix, but mm-hmm. I can't talk that's okay
0: it. well that's exciting
2: are you, uh, congratulations. are you still interested in
1: pitching stuff and coming you know still want to do your own stuff no no i no.
2: i do want to do my own stuff just for me though gotcha i don't want to get notes right i don't want to you want to uh, produce maybe we'll
1: produce a little bit I,
2: I don't know i i think i just want to steadily draw and possibly direct and then just paint quietly in my spare time Sounds you, nice. know, that, you know that type of stuff you know it's do like, you
0: really yeah well obviously you would paint yeah, it sounds actually, nice.
2: I really, just like to build half the prop projects that I have sitting around that are and unfinished. That I'll get to that later. That you know, sounds whatever. really lovely, yeah. doesn't it? There's and a lot of stuff. Maybe build that I could.
0: another DeLorean. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Um, that, mm, yeah. You know. How about a love maybe. bug? You could build maybe. it. And maybe build a spaceship. No you. Jeez. Maybe Jay and I are already the building Jupiter DeLorean. <laughs> the Jupiter Two.
2: The Jupiter Two. The There's Jupiter 2. beautiful model kits out there of them that I, light up.
1: Yeah, they're really, really cool. I yeah. always wanted to be on the the gate that closed on the it's, elevator. I, I
2: love everything about that spaceship. It's that so great. Is
1: so, in my opinion, I think it might be my favorite television spaceship, better than Space 1999. It's fun. Oh, better, the Eagle is pretty good, the but, but the Jupiter cool, 2 is good. But the Jupiter 2 is just uh, the force field. And what about the Galactica, though? I have to say, Battlestar Galactica was not my cup no. of tea. I didn't, and I, I, the Galactica was cool. It was beautiful. It was beautiful, but again, you know, for same me, crew
2: that did Star Wars, all those miniatures doing it back right. years, when they were at the top of their game. Uh, can you imagine doing Star Wars style miniatures for television? Oh, I mean, that
1: would the Galactica was like eighteen
2: feet long. It right, was
1: ridiculous. No, for me, it was always the Enterprise and the Jupiter too. It really was. So, how do people find you? How can they find you online on social? I used to have an Instagram, but it got hacked. I'm still waiting for them oh, to
2: speedily get back and recover I my account. Um, but you know, uh, it, it will be Instagram. I can I can give you that. That's pretty much where I just hang out.
0: Okay, well, so you're Sean not Bishop. on Facebook. Yeah. You're not. You're not. And what oh, do No, you think? I'm on Facebook. Definitely. Oh, oh, yeah, you are you. Sean Bishop, and yep. that's S E A N. It is the Irish Bishop.
2: way. Irish way. Yeah, and it's I, a proper fucking Spanish. Spend- and now, uh, yeah, what do, do you think
0: about Twitter? Ah, you want it? Which I am where, on it? Where are you are you gonna go off it? Are you gonna
2: stay? I don't know if I wanna give him that power, but at the same time <laughs> it's I kinda just don't wanna be around the meltdown. It freaks me out watching him watching him do what he's doing. I'm like, wow. Did you see
1: today's it? quote? No, what was he it? He said, you know, look, if this this thing has to make more money than we spend, and if it doesn't, it we could wind up bankrupt, which means he might have flushed forty four billion billion dollars I, down the toilet. I assumed he did. Yeah, I don't know I what the hell the to
2: dude's like I'm like, wow, did you?
0: Well, that's why he tried to get it. You know out how much it, wine maybe? I could have bought with that money? <laughs> Do you know what I would have? That's a lot of drinking during business hours. That's a
1: lot of business that's hours. A lot of Bordeaux. <laughs> Sean Bishop, thank you thank so, you. so, so much for having me.
0: really much. more than lovely. Thank you being, for sharing yeah. your life. Yes, and, uh, m- and
2: more to share journey. with you guys at some point. So. I hope so. Yes. So
1: happy we met. Thank
2: you. I'm so happy I met you guys too.
1: Yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll see each other off the cameras. And oh, yeah. For everybody listening, just keep following and paying attention to Sean Bishop. He's a brilliant yes, artist yes, and yes. Uh, pretty sweet guy.
2: And Sarah and Rich as well.
0: And <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Until the next time. Thank you so much.